It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Jolin House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. In today's conversation, we talk about death and when family members get old. It's part of life, and Pastor Jay shares some great insight through some tough situations. Let's join in on the conversation. Yeah, the meetings the day before college game day, we always, when you're young, when you first get there, you're like, they ask you a question, you're like, you know, eager, answer the question, be very detailed. And then as you get older, like uh, Jimmy G would be like, hey, do you, do you have a, you know, you got an opinion on Georgia's offense for Georgia's offense versus Alabama, whatever, you're like, yes, sir, gotcha. You don't even <laughs> say it anymore. It used to be like, oh, yeah, I want to break down, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. No. You don't even tell them? No. You just... We just, Save it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I'd love to go. I'd love to go first there. Just, you know. One of the things that amazes me about you is no notes. I mean, you're totally, I mean, of course, I've got my notes here. But for, notes for me don't work well. So it's just, it's just, you know, how you plan a sermon and stuff and go up there. It's amazing. Like every time I've ever gone, I spoke so many churches and so many events and so many different things. And I just, I don't look at it anyways. So there's really no point. And my, I'm not smart enough to remember what I wrote down anyway. So I just. I usually go with, well, that stuff, as long as you know your stuff, then you just go wherever the conversation takes you. It started with TV because I, I wouldn't listen. I, I would get asked a question by somebody, and I would be sitting there looking at my, or thinking about what I wanted to say as opposed to listening, and then Reese might slap me across the face with a comment, and you didn't even hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going, I want to, this is what I'm going to say next. So you try to just listen. I try to listen and be a part of the conversation so I can jab if I need to jab or you know, yeah. dodge if I need to dodge if somebody threw a haymaker at me. So, so if you're if you're speaking at a church or men's event or something like that, you, you I guess you just have the topic in your head and so you kind of know what you're gonna. I mean, do you like practice it? Do you talk it through, or you just kind of no think about it, just pray go. about it? And just, well, it's just like with this. I mean, it's not like we we me and you talk about anything beforehand. We just kind of go and it's funny. I, I go back and I listen to some of the family goal stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you know, reading about Peter saying that and doing that, like, because uh, I, we wasn't something that we talked about, you know? And so I think, I think different things come at different events for me, which is cool. Like I, I'll be at certain events and I'm like, I hadn't thought about that in 10 years, you know, 15 years, but it, it was something that, you know, God put on my heart. Or I could feel when it was something I needed to say. And so I think it take, I don't know. I don't know how you, I'm sure you're a lot more organized and structured, but it, a lot of times good things come up just naturally. And then I'm sure there's a lot of times too where I could have done a better job, mm -hmm. but I just, I don't know. I, I always hated looking down. I always hated going, you do a good job because you can, you know, you're finishing your comment and you can finish your comment as you're looking down for a second and keep your thought process. I just mm -hmm. don't, I was never good at that. Kind of, yeah, that's how I, I kind of finish a thought. And as I'm finishing, I'm looking down to see what's next. Yeah. Kind of where, where, where I'm going next. But I yeah, do, do think good with that. You have to you have to leave room for being led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, obviously, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit in us, so we're led by the Holy Spirit. So, like yesterday, I normally don't do a lot of the baptisms, um, but for whatever reason, I was asked to do baptism. One guy asked, wanted me to baptize him because I'm an LSU fan, which which I thought was nice. funny. <laughs> Did you wear purple and gold and do it? Or no, no. I mean, this guy is pretty incredible story. He was in prison, and uh, his sister gave him a Bible. And um, he started reading the Bible in prison, ended up coming to faith in prison, got out of prison just like a month ago, and, uh, you know, crashed the waters of baptism yesterday. Good for him. 
And oh, it that's was, awesome. Uh, and I totally felt. He probably read his Bible more in prison than we have in the last year. Because he, he's I'm, just probably in it all day, every day. You got nothing to do. And he could probably learn. And I mean, if he used the time. That's awesome if he used was, his time that way. It was a powerful thing because his mom and his sister were sitting on the front row. So so as I was talking to him and sharing the story, I mean, they're boohooing. Ooh. And his mom became a Christian because of him going to prison. And so it's interesting how the most difficult of situations, like probably a good thing he went to prison because now his mom's saved and going to heaven. Now he's saved going to heaven. I mean, so it's pretty pretty amazing. But in the in the moment, I didn't have any plan. You know, they're saying, hey, you're baptizing him, and, and we're gonna you need to start off. So I didn't have anything written down. I didn't have any plan. I knew, knew his story. But then I just felt led by the Holy Spirit to speak a word of truth into his life. And ended up quoting 2 Corinthians 5, 17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new, new creation. creation. Old is gone. New and I, I said, Connor, I said, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You're starting a new life in Christ. Our church family, and I just preached about relationships and, and the church as a family, and we're, we love and care for each other. Like, we're here for you. But it was a, a total spirit-led moment. I didn't have anything. You know, there was nothing written down. I mean, I had some thoughts. I'd heard his story, but. Sometimes I think it's better not to have anything yeah. and just to go with it. But for, for like a 30-minute sermon, I need to have something written down. I think there's a, fi- <laughs> there's, there's a fine line. But most of the time, I don't do sermons like you do either. Most of the time, it's my story. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to use, you know, my past, you know, and what, what happened in my life and in my past. And, but the, the interesting thing that always changes is where I'm at now. Because where I'm at now is always different than it was a month ago or two months ago. And, um. So I think that that part's always revolved, like what I'm reading and what I'm into and what's hitting me, you know, now as opposed to, you know, a month ago is different. And mm-hmm. so I think it's always changing. That part's always changing. My concrete base is usually the same about, you know, my story. But but you're right, though. I mean, people always worry about their past and they always worry about those bad things. But all things, all things are forgiven, mm-hmm. all bad things. Doesn't matter how dark it was. But um, you said something else that, that made me think. But isn't it, isn't it interesting every single time we get through something and we get through that dark moment or we get through a bad time and we always see it afterwards? Like we always see why it happened or we always see the benefits of, of why it happened. It sucks in the time being, but if we stay positive through those things. And, and small example with me, with Nicholas, I mean, he, he broke his wrist in football and kept him out of basketball. And for by the way, like for my privileged kids and my kids that haven't experienced a lot of pain and that was a big deal, you know, missing basketball games and missing basketball practice. Like it, it lit a fire under him that I've never seen before. It completely changed his temperament, who he is. Like it made him really, really appreciate basketball and the ability to play basketball. And every day we get in the car, like, dude, I get to go to basketball practice. I get to practice. I get to practice. And I know it's, it's a small example, but you know, it's one that you, you just, uh, those times when you feel hurt and you feel pain, there's always it's God's teaching you something He couldn't teach when you're feeling the joy, you know, when you're feeling all the good things and all yeah. when you're all in your feelings and everything's going great, and and we get to use those moments because otherwise I don't think we would use them. Otherwise I don't think we'd get them. Yeah, all all things work together for the good of those who love God, who've been called according to His purpose. I, and there's some things we go through, and you can look back on, and you say, okay, God had a reason for that. God had a purpose for that. I, I get it. The challenging thing for me is when you don't see the reason for something and mm-hmm. you don't see, like, just recently, uh, one of my best friend's daughters was killed in a car wreck. Yeah. And it was devastating. 
and we had her memorial service last Monday, and I, I could not stop crying. I, Jennifer's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. But the whole time, well, one, where we were sitting, he wanted us to sit with the family. So I could see Byron and his wife during the whole service and, and them holding hands and them worshiping and them hugging, and, and they have four other kids, and so they were ministering to their kids. Oh, yeah. And then in the course of all this, Byron and Kim, in their grief, were ministering to not thousands, there's probably like a thousand people there, but hundreds of people, like everybody that was coming up to them, they were the ones ministering to these people. And I'm like, how are they being so, I know God's grace is sufficient for us in, in certain times, but I was just blown away. But the other thing that made me so emotional was Julia, my, our middle child, is the same age as Caitlin. I mean, 23 years old. Wow. Julia was in a bad car wreck. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I remember, shared yeah. that story. And so I kept just thinking, well, this this could have happened to Julia. Yep. Like, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, and it's just one of those situations to where, I mean, the, the pastor did a great job, and th- this is what really got me. And she was a worship leader at her, at her church. And so at the end of this memorial service, they show the video of her leading worship and then speaking the song Firm Foundation, which we actually sung in church yesterday, which I had to, like, compartmentalize things and not lose it yesterday but uh it was like the perfect song for her saying god's in control everything's going to be okay you guys are going to be fine and I, I love what the pastor said and what byron i mean byron spoke um that heaven is not the consolation prize heaven is the prize and that she's where we want to be and she's not tugging on jesus robe to come back here <laughs> no. she, she's already in heaven and and uh she's where we are striving to be and where we want to be one day and it was a, it was a beautiful thing but and i'm, and I'm sure god's going to use her and impact impact people and, and maybe someone will come to know christ but you just look at that situation it's like he, here's a bright young lady who had her whole life ahead of her so it's just hard hard to reconcile oh. but life is short I mean, yeah. life life is short for for all of us. And I, I, I've known plenty of stories like that. You've known plenty of stories like that. But there's also also those parents usually in the end tell you there's there was a reason too, and don't understand it mm-hmm. and don't didn't want it. Nobody wants that. But usually they look back and there's like, look how many people has been affected. Look how many people's yeah. asked questions. Look how many people's lives are different. I mean, the the Georgia funeral. Um, you know, I mean. I, Listening to Kirby speak, like, I don't, I don't know if y'all listen. I should have sent that to you. I should have sent that to you. But, like, listening to Kirby speak about Dev and about his family and um, about who he was and Dev was different. Like, and that was his whole, that was his whole premise behind it. And, and you know, Dev and um, the young lady died in the, in the car crash, the Georgia football players. And, you know, you just come off of a national championship and being the highest of highs and then, you go, you know, something like that happens and it's the lowest of lows, you know? And so you go from that range of emotions, but everything you hear about that young man and everything Kirby talked about, like in the age of recruiting where everybody is very, you know, full of themselves, post their videos, they're this, they're that, and the other, like Dev's uncle was a Georgia fan. He lived in New Jersey. So his, he, he, he became a Georgia fan because of his uncle, 
Well, Dev didn't, he was a massive human being, 6'7", 320, like just huge. And he didn't get offers from Georgia. Well, a lot of people pout and look for other stuff. Dude got on a Greyhound bus and drove 18 hours and came to a Georgia football camp because he wanted an offer from Georgia. Still didn't get it. Came, went back, Matt Luke's, uh, Matt Luke leaves Georgia. Stacey Sorrells comes in as the offensive line coach, does it again for another camp. 18 hours down, 18 hours back on a Greyhound bus. And then he got an offer from Georgia. That is incredible. I, know, I didn't know that story. Like, I mean, think about, I mean, you, you just think about the day and age and how easy it is to just go, oh, no, no let's focus somewhere else. Oh, let's go somewhere else. Like, no. Like, this is what he wanted to do. And you hear kids talk about him and just, he was such a bright light. And Kirby, man. I've never heard anything like it, and, and I'll get that to you. And you guys, I would encourage anybody that's listening to this to listen to it because he talks about Dev, and he talks about him being different, and he said, last and most importantly, he was like, every time I was in chapel, Dev was in chapel. Hmm. And he talked about, Kirby talked about his faith, and he talked about if you don't know Jesus, you know. Kirby Smart did. A hundred percent Because I've never heard Kirby Smart say I anything I haven't either, and God. he completely shared the gospel. Completely shared it. I mean, it was incredible. Like, literally, I was in tears. But, I mean, you don't know how much he impacted Kirby. Mm-hmm. You don't know how much yeah. he impacts guys in those locker rooms. Like, those tragic those tragic events, obviously, it brings to light things that you can't bring to light otherwise. A lot of times, we don't wake up otherwise. You know, we're always going and going and going, and things don't affect us until, like, I mean, I, me with my neck. I mean, it didn't, until I slowed down. Like, until the Bible talks about be still and know that I am God. Until I did that, I didn't think about things as much as I think I should have, and I didn't hear as many things from God. And um, so it's, you know, it's obviously a horrible situation. Mm-hmm. You don't want anybody to ever have to deal with it. But, again, you're starting to see things that with that, and I guarantee you that team this whole next year will have conversations that are different, you know, like mm-hmm. conversations yeah. that hit when, when somebody's teaching and, and teaching into your life when you're that age, you, tend to, you have a tendency to say, it won't happen to me, right? Like I don't, I don't think we do it on purpose, but – I think it's always like, oh, that's a, that's a story, you know, that's, but that won't happen to me. And then you see something happen to somebody your age mm-hmm. that just accomplished so much, that did this, that, that is successful, that is athletic, and then all of a sudden he's, he's gone. And I think it just well, it, hits, tra- it hits everybody. Yeah, well, tragedy puts life into perspective. And things that you thought were really a big deal, like even, say, college football. Yeah. Well, Life and death is, is a whole different story. And so you, you start to think about things differently. You, you, you start to, well, not make as big a deal about things that aren't really that big a deal. And then you start to cherish things that are truly important to you, whether that's your wife or your kids or your friends. Yep. Um, yeah, there was a – Joel was on this uh, baseball team growing up. I can't remember how old you were the – the Bushman boys, the twins. I think Jolin was 14, 15. And these boys' mom, Beth Still, she had melanoma skin cancer, you know, and then she never went back. Anyway, it came, it came back after after the treatments. And uh, she was in the hospital, and um, and it wasn't good. And we didn't know that family very well. We were just on this on this baseball team with them. Yeah. But we Jennifer heard about her being in the hospital, and she said, "I, I felt getting back to the Holy Spirit and being led by God." She said, 
I feel God leading me to go visit her in the hospital. Like, we didn't really know them from Adam. You know, she's kind of like yep. baseball team. And the doctor had previously told her, hey, do you have a church or do you know somebody you can talk to? Because it's kind of at that stage. And she said she thought of us. She thought of our family. They didn't go to church anywhere. They weren't Christians. And she thought of us. And the next thing you know, Jennifer shows up at the, at the hospital, ends up leading her to faith in Jesus Christ. And then her, her new husband, their, the boy's stepdad, he became a Christian. The boy started coming to church. Her sister started coming to church. And uh, we ended up praying. We prayed, laid hands on her and prayed for her healing. God didn't heal her. He ended up taking her home. And we had the memorial service out here. But you, you think about it. It was really a blessing that she got cancer because she's now in heaven because she got cancer. And her boys became Christians. Her sister became a Christian. Her husband. Changed their whole lives. It, their whole, it, changed, it changed all of them. And so if you, if you view things in a lot of eternity, which is so hard for us to yeah. do, you think about, wow, the fact that they're all going to spend eternity in Jesus now because she had cancer. And you say, well, it was a blessing that she had cancer. And, and I'm sure with some of these tragedies with the football player, with, with my friend's daughter, God's going to use these things. I mean, God uses all things for the good of those who love him. He, he uses things for, for his glory and his purpose. And we don't always understand them. We always can't, no. can't see it. But I think that's where the trust comes in. We, even if we can't figure it out, we have to trust him that, that God is good, God is sovereign, God's in control. And that's one of the things that my friend Byron I mean, he's a guy who's been, and he told me, you know, I got there early for the memorial service and, and was hugging him and spending time with him. And he said, you know, I've been, walk, I've been walking with Jesus for 40 years. I've gotten to know God. God is sovereign. And I don't say that, I don't say that flippantly because, because I know him. I trust him. And we're, we're going we're gonna to keep the faith and just... It, it was so so powerful for me, just his testimony of, hey, we're, we're going to trust God through this. We're, we're in a lot of pain right now, but we're, you know, I've been walking with God for 40 years. It, heaven's real. Well, and I think as you get older, you just can, when you're younger, it, it just the way you process it is different. But as you get older, you realize, like, I'm dying too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I don't mean that morose but I'm not yeah. trying to be morose but like I think you realize that you you, you just, as you get older you're less invincible and you see so much death with your friends and your family and people around you that you kind of realize you start to realize a lot more that like that's a that's happening and when you're younger you don't think about that you think about what's next and flying around and just being young and being dumb and then I think as you get older you get you get some of that wisdom and then it puts you in those situations where you look at that you're going that easily could have been my daughter you know, and that easily, that could be my son. Like that's, those are, those are situations. I think you, I think that's why that, I, I, I've said this before, but I always, you hate the, your body and your mind and some of the stuff that stinks about getting old, right? Like you hate some of those things are real and they, they aren't good. They're very ungood. Um, but there's also a, the wisdom and experience mm -hmm. and stuff of life that you get. That's, it's unbelievable. And it's, um, it's the good stuff. It's mm -hmm. the stuff that, it's made you, it's all the stuff that you've been calloused and been through that have made you better and made you grow closer in your walk with God and um, made your experience here better and better and better and better as you get older and as you get that wisdom. Yeah, and I think the, the more we go through, the more sensitive we are to other people who are going through difficult times and, and the more we can minister to them and care for them. 
you know, death is inevitable. Uh, we're dealing with that right now with Jennifer's mom. Uh, her cancer's back. She has a bowel obstruction. I mean, she's 99 pounds. The goal is to gain weight. I mean, she's having a hard time just drinking three booths today to gain weight. And we're hoping to get a good report tomorrow, and hopefully she'll start chemo this week. But that, that's just something Jennifer and I have been dealing with, you know, that, hey, it's at some point our parents are going to, we're going to pass away. It's it's a part of a part of life, and we want to do the best we can to to care for our parents. I, th- I think there's something godly about caring for your parents when they're old, and um, it's a it's 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 definitely a burden that we're carrying, and it's a very very special thing. So. Yeah, I mean, they cared for us. Yeah, they did the hard work for us when we were. We're all pains in the butt. And the, the funny thing with, with Jennifer's parents, it's like role reversal. Like Jennifer's now the parent. Yeah. And she's like telling them, no, I'm in charge. This is <laughs> so this is what to, we're doing. You're used to hearing this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard that a time or two. Yeah. See, Lindsay doesn't have to say that. It's understood. <laughs> it's, she's, it's been understood for a long the time. Yeah. There's nothing. I, there's nothing. Nobody in my life thinks any differently. It's very evident and very obvious who runs our family. Well, the funny thing is, and people are asking me, hey, um, Pollock's not responding. I'm trying to get Pollock nailed down for this or that or whatever, and everyone's like, reach out to Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking with him? Yeah, well, that's your first problem. You need to reach out to Lindsay. You need to go a different direction there. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. Tragedy puts life into perspective. We all go through storms, our kids get old, our parents are going to get old, but no matter what situation is thrown at us, we can trust that all things happen for His glory, for God's glory, especially when we don't understand why certain things are going on. If you're going through one of those situations, I want to encourage you to find refuge in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.